but this particular pageant, they all came up to me, y'all, in a group, in a group and said, you were our pick. Now, how does that work? I'm sitting here like, what the hell? Like, I'm confused because somebody else has the crown and sash on right now and it's not me. It is not me. And they were like, you know, um, you're Miss America material. Um, you should have won. And I'm just like, wait, so this is not actually chosen by you? Got it. What's up, y'all? Welcome, 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 welcome to episode two of the Throne Talk podcast. And my best friend, my best friend Victoria, she was like, now, Makia, we don't want no kabucha. If you don't know what kabucha is, kabucha is basically tea that's been sitting for a long period of time and it accumulates bacteria and it's good for gut health and all this other stuff. People drink it. I drink it. It's wonderful. Um, I said all that to say that my best friend said, we don't, we don't want no tea that's been sitting. We want the tea that's hot. And that's exactly what I'm going to give y'all today. As y'all can see, um, the name of the episode is called, Was It Rigged? Um, subtitle the things that we all think about pageant results basically and people aren't people are just too afraid to say it but you know God gave me this big old mouth God gave me this <laughs> this boldness to speak the truth and I I, I guess I, I'm gonna use it on this podcast right um so before we begin I want to talk about last week or the week before last episode where I was talking about rejection and I was basically holding myself accountable for my own healing. But this episode is basically talking about the people who do the damage. Yep, this is exactly what this episode is about. And yesterday I was on Instagram and um, 50 Cent, the rapper 50 Cent, there was a clip that somebody shared. And in the clip he said, I don't mind losing. He said, I just like to lose at my own expense. Let it be my fault. If I'm losing... Uh, but based on someone else's decision to do it, then I'm furious about it. And those are my sentiments exactly. But like, so for me, it's never really, really been about winning. People think because I, I kept going back, I kept going back because I just wanted to win so bad, right? When really it was just, I was obsessed with my growth. I was just obsessed with my growth. And so what 50 Cent said, he was, so when he said, I don't mind losing at my own expense, but if it if it's determined by somebody else's decision, then it's going to piss me the F off. It's going to piss me off. And the bottom line is, here's the thesis of this whole episode. Pageants are rigged. Not all of them. Just maybe 90% of them are rigged. They're rigged. Um, there's too much uh, scandal going on behind the scenes. Too many people in debt. Um, in debt to other people because you promised them this or whatever it's just too much going on behind the scenes that um that you that's why you end up seeing girls win and you just like what hell and where in the hell did she come from please tell me please tell me and so let's let's get into my story 
Um, I'm not going to talk about anybody else's story but my own. So I told y'all the week before last that I competed in pageants for seven years. So you know I've seen so many things, <laughs> so many things, and a lot of stuff didn't hit me until probably about that fourth year of competing. So in 2017, I was Miss Greenville Scottish Games. By this time, the previous year, I had won um, talent. The previous year before, I was Miss Hartsfield, and I won talent, a, a prelim talent, to give you some context, which means my group for that night, I, I had the highest scoring talent. That was the previous year before in 2016. So in 2017, this is my fourth year competing, and my LEDs, my directors at the time, they wasn't worried about me performing my talent because they were like, oh, no, you got talent, you got talent. And at this time in my life, I wasn't very, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't practicing the way that I should have. And so I took advantage of it, I will admit that. So long story short, when it was time for me to perform my talent, I sung Still I Rise by Yolanda Adams. And um, I bombed it. <laughs> I pretty much bombed it. I knew I bombed it. And I knew it could have taken away my chances of being in South Carolina. So I already told myself, like, you know, like, okay, you probably didn't do your best. This is probably the worst performance you'll have on the stage. or had, It was my worst performance on the stage. And, you know, after all of it was over, I was just kind of like, you know, um, I was beating myself up about it. My, my family and friends really didn't have to say nothing to me because I knew, I knew it wasn't my best performance. So long story short, it's time for them to call top 16. I made it. I made top 16. Fast forward again, I made top 10. So, you know, me being clueless, because um, this is my first time making top 16, um, I was just like, you know, I'm just proud that I made, I'm just happy that I made top 10. I'm just happy because I didn't even think I was going to make top 10. So if you listen to my train of thought back then, it wasn't like I was expecting to get any higher than what I was supposed to get. Makes sense? Fast forward to the end of the pageant. One of the committee members of the Miss South Carolina organization says to me, hey, you would have made top five if your talent would have been stronger. So me being the overachiever that I am, <laughs> I took that as truth. I took that and ran with it because I'm already, I'm naturally a person who's already harder on herself. You don't have to tell me what I need to do. I already know what I need to do. So when they said it, I believed it because I personally already knew what it took to I felt like it was fair that I didn't win or make top five because I knew my talent wasn't as good wasn't as good as it could have been. So what did I do? I made sure that I practiced the next year, um, that I was a little bit more precise with my talent. You know, just doing my part. Let's fast forward to 2019. In this particular year, talent was 50% of the score. This had never happened until then or until 2019. So out of all the years that I competed, this was the only year that talent was 50, 50% 50 of the score. And as you can see, the, um, the, pro, the picture that I used for this 
the pro- for the promotion of this episode is me holding like this bowl and I have on this like uh, fringe dress or whatever because I perform Proud Mary. If you don't know what Proud Mary is, it's rolling on the on the river. <laughs> Big wheels keep on turning, Proud Mary keep on burning. That, that, do, 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 do. That is Proud Mary. I sung and I danced to Proud Mary. Now, let me give you some context again. I won talent for my group that night. And I had the strong, I was in the strongest talent group. I was literally in the strongest talent group. My talent group was so strong that if I didn't win, if if I would, uh, if my name didn't get called for prelim ta- uh, talent, I would have been completely fine. Me and my mama was like, you know, if it's not you, honey, we understand. She said she was thinking that in the crowd and I was thinking that behind stage because that's just the type of people we are. We are going to give credit where where credit is due. Point blank, period. But I wasn't counting myself out now because that did take a lot of work to sing and dance simultaneously. It took a lot of work. Um, So I'm not saying that I shouldn't have gotten it because I do feel like I did a great job. However, if somebody else would have got it out of my talent group, um, I would have understood. My girl, Yavana, shout out to her. She's amazing. She was in my talent group. I think Christy, uh, Christina Grace, she was in my talent group that year. Hey, girl. Um, Eliza Moore, she wasn't in my talent group. She was in another talent group, but she definitely should have won talent that night over the individual who uh who, could, who won talent that night. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to get into other people's stories. I'm going to stick to mine. Long story short, like I said, talent is 50% of the score. Okay, here, here we go. <laughs> so I knew that I was giving the organization my best all across the board, every phase of competition. But as I was preparing um, for the pageant, like weeks prior, months prior, there was this, it was just this attitude of, um, what's the word? It, there was just this attitude of nonchalantness that came with it. And what I mean by that is I knew it, it had nothing to do with my performance at that point. I knew no matter how hard I tried, I, I knew that no matter how bad I did, if they, the people, the member, uh, the committee members, if they didn't want me to be Miss South Carolina, I wasn't going to be Miss South Carolina. And so where I was talking to y'all the week before last about overextending myself, that's what I did in the beginning years. But, you know, towards the end in 2019, I was like, man, bump this shit. Like, I already see, like, I could see right through y'all. And I remember coming out of my uh, my interview, my Miss South Carolina interview, and my uh, my LED, my directors, my mom, my best friend, they were all asking me, like, how did the interview go? And I was like, it was good. It was really good. And they was like, why are you looking like that then? Like, you act like it went bad. I was like, no, it was good. And I was so chill with it. And they was like, why are you acting like that? I was like, that was probably one of the best interviews I've ever given this organization. And they was like, well, why are you looking like that? And I said, because it doesn't matter. 
I said, none of this is going to matter until I see what's going to happen Saturday night. And when I tell you Saturday show, like it proved me right. It proved me right. So it's 2019. Um, it's the finals night. And they called me for top 16. Okay, so let me rewind a little bit. People were telling me the reason why I didn't win was because, oh, you you bombed your talent in 2017. Oh, you act too ghetto. You're this. You're doing that. Um, you got to hold your poses. This is why you didn't win. This is why you didn't win. Oh, you didn't win because you stood in front of your princess or you didn't win here because of you got to sell this amount of ad pages. Everybody kept telling me what I was doing wrong. And, at, and in the beginning, like I said, because I'm naturally an overachiever, I, I took it all in and I received it and I believed it and I started getting better. And so there was one particular year where when the, it was 2018, the year before I had did like the um, homeboy po- pose when they called, <laughs> when they called me for top 16 and y'all could search or you could actually look on the real, uh, the throne talk announcement reel and see the clip where I did the homeboy pose and people were calling me ghetto and they were calling me like uh Uh, the Miss Clarendon organization should be embarrassed basically just saying some of everything right there was another um, volunteer of the Miss South Carolina organization who told me like you need to get you need to get more sponsors they told me that that was the reason why I didn't win because I needed more sponsors so now we have I I was too ghetto I need more sponsors I bond I I need to have a better talent um I need to have a better wardrobe or I need to compete for this title. There were so many things. I I can't even count. So fast forward, like I said, to 2019 finals night. When they called my name, I wanted to do it perfectly. If they would have called me for top 10 and I had to perform my talent, I was going to do it perfectly. I wanted that year to be to the T of everything that they would want me to do just so I can see if it was really me or if it was really them. And the truth was, it was them. And I believe this is where the organization took a turn. And I feel like it's not going to thrive and flourish the way that it needs to until they make things right. I really do. Because the top five, and this is no offense to anybody um, or the current title or the current Miss South Carolina, who was Miss South Carolina that year, um, but that wasn't what she did. What she did in 2019, the one who won Miss South Carolina, was what I did in 2017. Does does that make sense? So where you told me I didn't make top five, you didn't say Miss South Carolina. You told me the reason why I didn't make top five was because my talent could have been stronger. She did equivalent. I'm not even going to say equivalent because natural. I, this is not me being funny, but I'm a vocalist. I'm a vocalist. You could tell she was just performing a song. Top five of that year, not being funny, but it just wasn't, in my opinion, the best talents that I've seen. And if you don't want to consider talent, um, you don't want to consider the talent portion for your Miss South Carolina, then take the shit out. Why is it in there? And why was it 50% of the score? And when I, and when I tell you, you could have taken me completely out of the equation, right? Like, let's just say I never competed in 2019, and that shit still would have been wrong. It would have been wrong because, like I told y'all, I was in the strongest talent group. I was in the strongest talent group. 
and the strongest talent group that I was in, I ended up winning talent for that group, which was beyond me, which I was so grateful for. But if talent is 50% of the score, then any, like the, the three people who won talent, the, the three people who won talent, uh, the prelim nights should have automatically been in top 10. They should have been in top 10. And the other two girls who won talent prelim, they were in top 10. I wasn't. I Well, I know one girl for sure was in top 10. And I want to say the other girl, she was in top 10 too because talent was 50% of the score. She was in top 10. We believe, me and my family, <laughs> we believe that Proud Mary was so good that it just couldn't be on stage because it was going to upstage whatever they was trying to do. And that's just the real about that. They didn't even give me the opportunity. Girls don't go into this into this industry with the same opportunities. Let's just keep it a buck. For one, I'm a black woman, which we will get into that later in the whole white privilege thing. That is a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. We will get into that. But I didn't have the same opportunity. And that was probably the most consistent that I had been in that organization. The whole time that I competed, that was the most consistent I had I had ever been all across the board. And they wouldn't allow me to get in top 10. And let me rewind for a second because they definitely rig on local levels as well. So the title that I had for that year, um, competing at Miss South Carolina in 2019, I was already over it. I was over it because the first prelim I had competed in, that was the first time I had performed Proud Mary, and I felt like they they rigged it too. I'm just like, man, I see I see where y'all at with it. I see where y'all at with it. And so at that point, I was kind of done with it. I was like, I'm not competing no more. I don't have time because I see what type of energy y'all are on. And word got back to me from a volunteer of the Miss South Carolina organization told me to go and compete for the Miss um, for the Miss Hartsfield slash Miss Capital City pageant told me. And I said, um, yeah, I was like, I don't want to compete for the pageant. I said, I just, yeah, I said, I just don't think it's fair. And the individual who I spoke with said, trust me, you'll be fine. What does that mean? Please tell me what, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> because, you know, just as much as I don't like people rigging stuff for other people. I don't like people trying to rig stuff for me. And that's not the first time when I competed for um, another local title. There was this girl who was competing as well. But the there was a certain local LED who wanted me to be his girl. He wanted me to be his girl. But instead, he called the director... Um, the director of the pageant that I was competing for, she told me this afterwards, and he basically said, hey, I see that um, Mykia and Lily Bell, I'm going to just call her Lily Bell, Lily, Lily Bell are competing for the pageant. How about this? You send Mykia my way, and you let Lily Bell win your pageant, and I'll let Mykia win my pageant. I don't like that. I like working for my stuff, period. Anybody who knows me, I don't like that. And that wasn't the first, that was, that was, that was probably, yeah, that wasn't the only time neither. There was another time I was competing for a local pageant and a, the director told me, said, um, what are you worried about? And I was just like, you know, I said, I just really want to, da, 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 I want to be right. I want to blah, blah, because like I told y'all before, I'm an overachiever. 
And so he was just like, listen. And he and he looked me dead in the eye and said, he's like, you have nothing to worry about. Trust me. And I'm just like, what does this mean? And I said, I'm going to tell you now, I like working for my stuff. I don't think I said it like that verbatim, but I did say something along those lines. Like, look, don't do that for me. Like, I want to win myself. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what? Another local title that I competed for, I kid y'all not, I just knew I had this pageant. But the girl who I was competing against, she was former, she had got top five the previous year before. She was a top contender and she was from the upstate, um, which was, that, that's a whole nother conversation for another day too. Um demographics but basically after the pageant I kid you not I kid you not this is not supposed to happen judges are not supposed to speak to girls after the pageant point blank period they should not be talking to contestants but this particular pageant they all came up to me y'all in a group in a group and said you were our pick now how does that work I'm sitting here like what the hell like I'm confused because somebody else has the crown and sash on right now. And it's not me. It is not me. And they were like, you know, um, you're Miss America material. Um, you should have won. And I'm just like, wait, so this is not actually chosen by you. Got it. Got it. And then they told me, they proceeded to tell me you will not survive in South Carolina. They basically told me to move. They told me I need to move to another state to thrive, to win, to actually be seen the way that I needed to be seen. Not only that, but a volunteer of the Miss South Carolina organization was present at that pageant. And we we were having the conversation and they were like, are you going to compete again? And I'm just sitting here like, sis, did you not see what just happened? And I guess they could see the frustration on my face. And they were like, I think you should compete again. Fast forward, I made it back to Miss South Carolina and another volunteer of the organization says, I heard you should have won so-and-so pageant. I'm like, wow, this is what y'all do for real. Like, this is a thing. And I, I knew then that I was playing a game. And a, for, a former Miss South Carolina told me I was playing a game. She told me to play the game. And I'm like, what? I don't like playing games. Mm-mm. I ain't played a game since Nintendo 64 when I was younger. What? Because, baby, if you're talking about losing my soul to the system, I can't do it for you. That's, like, one of my biggest fears, losing myself to the world. That's, like, the top number one biggest fear. I fear that more than death, losing myself to the world. And I could feel the shift trying to or trying to happen um, because, you know, when you're in it and when you're an overachiever like me, you want to win so bad. But I never wanted to win something so bad that I lose myself. And if I have, if, if there's any indication that I am losing myself, I will pause for the cause and I will get myself together, honey. That's exactly what I was talking about in the episode the week before last. I, I, I saw where I was going. And I was like, I don't like this. Mm-mm. We need to get you in check. And that's, that's who I am. So that's why you got the homeboy pose in 2018 when they called me for top 16. For one, they called me dead last. Let's just talk about that. They called me last. And I'm like, oh, they up here playing on my top. They really playing. 
because why y'all calling me last? And so they was like, be yourselves, be yourselves. And I'm like, all right, bet, say no more. But I think people just love the idea of stuff and don't like actually doing it or being it. So, of course, organizations, pageant industries or, you know, pageant organizations will say stuff like, we want a woman who's authentic. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't want her. What it comes down to after you know, observing after all these years. What it's coming down to is you want a woman who could sustain herself financially and and sustain the organization or contribute to the organization in whatever way financially because all the other stuff stuff obviously doesn't matter. Or it comes down to who places the highest bid. Let's keep it a buck. And maybe some other things behind the scenes that goes on that I have no idea about. Either way, I was out the loop. I was out the loop because I was already counted out because I was black. I was already counted out because I didn't have the the funds or the resources. I was counted out because I wasn't in the upstate. There were so many reasons that count, counted me out. They counted me out. I wasn't presented the full opportunity. And I find this funny as well, too. 2016 in South Carolina, 2017, 2018, 2021, and 2022, Miss South Carolina's all got or all received overall talent because to me it seemed like they were indicating that because they had the highest talent score that's why they won but the only year that Miss South Carolina would that the talent was 50% of the score was 2019 that I can't remember and she did not receive overall talent make it make sense there are there are so many inconsistencies that it's ridiculous Make it make sense. So it's talent. I've seen this inconsistency as well. One moment is, oh, this girl won because she had overall talent in prelims. And then another time is, oh, this girl won overall talent from finals night. Which one is it? Which one is it? (laughs) Make it make sense. So where I would, please excuse the train in the background. Um, so where I had to literally break my back, my best still wasn't good enough. And I firmly believe that the reason why I made top 10 in 2017 is because I wasn't that big of a threat. Not saying that I wasn't a threat because I definitely was. It was just because I, I bombed my talent that year. They saw it as like, okay, she she won't upstage the girl we want to win. I firmly believe that's that's why I placed top 10. And honestly, who knows? If it if it's really judged by the judges, my talent probably wasn't that terrible. Who knows? All I know is that Miss South Carolina 2019, all she had to do was the bare minimum. Literally. And mind you now, it was her own this was only her first year competing. I had already competed six times. I have I never saw this girl before. And if I did, I, I just didn't, you know, recognize her. But I try to speak to everybody or all the contestants. And I, I've, that was my first time ever seeing her. She came in, she did the bare minimum, and she won in South Carolina. I got on stage. I turned around, broke it down, and everything in, betu- in between. And I only made it to top 16. Look at me spitting bars and stuff. Y'all see how that rhymed and stuff? <laughs> Anywho, the real question is, who are the real Miss South Carolinas? If I'm making this assumption or if I'm stating the facts that pageants are rigged, who are the real Miss South Carolinas? Who are they? 
are all like you know when I see when I see the former Miss South Carolinas come back to the pageant to the uh, finals night and they do like the legacy right me and my mom we're always like this is cute but probably 70% of y'all only one because you knew somebody who knew somebody or you had a certain amount of money and it's just like I, I and then you walk around as if you did something so great <laughs> it's the arrogance for me it really really is because if I knew that somebody did something to that extent for me, I don't think I would stand up and just act like it was something that I did. So, you know, when when the state title holders, when the South Carolinas go to, to like different events or, you know, um, appearances and people ask them or even when they're speaking to contestants, the current the current contestants, potential contestants, and they ask the question like, um, what advice would you give? And then they start giving advice about what they did so perfectly. I'm just like, sis, who are you right now? Like, who are you for real? Like, really? Like, let's be humble. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Thank you. And it's so crazy because it's like, collectively, the audience, people who watch know that something is off or no, this girl um, didn't win or deserved to win. And people would love to blame it on, oh, it must have been her interview. There's no interview that good that just completely outweighs all other faces, uh, that just completely wipes out all other phases of competition. I'm sorry. Stop saying that. Y'all need to stop lying. So if you are in the pageant world, please stop saying that. Please, please stop saying that and stop being scared to speak up and stop sucking up because what will happen to, I'm going to tell you what what will happen. Let me tell you what y'all do. So they'll rig it for somebody the previous year. You get pissed off and you're just like, oh my God, it's so rigged. They da 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 They did it for this da 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 And then the next year they'll rig it for you and you don't care because it's you. It's not about you. It's like every man is for himself. And then y'all win these titles and want to represent a whole state, but don't represent all people or don't even know how to talk to people who, who are completely different from you. That's another subject for another day as well. I'm not going to ramble. For my non-pageant listeners, you may be asking, like, Makia, how does this episode relate to me? So this is throne talk, right? I'm trying to teach everyone or teach people how to have a kingly and queenly mindset in all phases of life or how to have a queenly and kingly approach and if you're in a industry where you feel as though you are being robbed of opportunities if you feel that you if you know you are being robbed of opportunities and being neglected then you need to speak up why are you quiet Hold people accountable. People think because you hold them accountable, they feel that you're coming for them. Like, no, I'm coming for what you do and your demons. So this episode, it's all in love. I, I, You know, I've said all of these things and I've told these stories, but it's still all in love because I, I personally love um, what competing has done for me. I'm the overall, I'm like, I'm the all around woman now because I decided to compete. 
So if you truly care care about the industry that you are in, then um, make it better by speaking the truth. Tell the truth. Like, don't let anybody hush you up. There were plenty of people trying to like like low key like threaten me. I had one girl who told me like, hey, if you don't um, stop, because uh, I was speaking out about the 2019 situation. She was like, hey, if you don't stop doing this now, you're going to mess up your connections. Y'all were never for me in the first place. What are you talking about? <laughs> Messing up connections. So I said all that to say, don't let anybody hush you up. Like y'all can't be scared to speak up. Stop being scared to speak up, especially when you want uh, a honest pageant or you want to uh, you want to participate in a honest industry, right? And so, if there are any, if you're a pageant girl and you're listening to this and you want to tell your story, I would love to hear it. Um, you can inbox me on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And just tell me more about your experience and um, I can speak about it here on the podcast. And, um, you know, I won't I don't have to say your name or anything like that or the organization that you competed in. And um, yeah, because there's definitely going to have to be a part two. So, yes, please, please, please do that. Well, I love y'all. It's been great. It's been therapeutic. Um, I'm so grateful so grateful that I'm on this side of it now um, where I can speak about everything and that I'm in a, I'm actually in a healed place like I'm not talking about this because I'm not healed from it like I'm 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 way past that um, I'm just speaking about it now because I want to help somebody else so yeah I love y'all and I will catch y'all for episode three and it may be a part two peace